Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow! Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Chris. A very good morning to you. I'm having a very um, English morning. I'm having a cup of coffee. English morning. Uh, that should really be tea, shouldn't it? Uh, but I am eating crumpets with butter on, Ooh, um, lovingly prepared. Drink. It's, I'm feeling good. I'm having a, I'm having a lovely um, Friday morning. It's a Friday. We're recording two days before this goes out. So uh, it's up to the minute news, guys. Absolutely. And while you've been eating crumpets all morning, I've been lost in some sort of forest, filming a video, covered in sweat and flies. It's been horrible, Pete. Why do I do this? Why do I go out of my way to make an effort? I should just start making mm. videos in my apartment. I've been... Um, Doing videos for this Driving in Japan video that I've been working on, off, off and on all, all month. Right, yeah. And um, I've got a scene where I come across a sign about a bear, about a bear basically warning people that there's bears. And the very sign that I tried to film is in this very unpleasant forested area near a dam deep in the mountains of North Japan. And I regret that. In hindsight, I should have just got like a, I should have photoshopped a fucking sign of a bear. What was I yeah. thinking? More you just go to any any other sign and then just CGI, put a bit of After Effects or just <laughs> add a bear to it. Change one of those uh, no, like old lady uh, and old man signs, little elderly people crossing signs. Um, just add some ears on that and just pretend it's like an elderly bear sign. I wish I'd done that. I wish I was a smart individual. I mean, I and this is the same me who spent like an entire month using a green same screen me. and having this kind of very specialised scene last month, if you remember, when I kind of green screened myself into a tiny uh, Japanese mm, diorama in a Japanese sitting room. And yeah. now I am not using those incredible CGI powers to do something that I should have. Well, uh, you've gone back to um, you've gone back to the old school that like they have with all of the old um, school real effects with like star wars and stuff like that people are going back to the old school puppets and stuff i have gone back to the old old school puppets i am like star wars get me in the forest with some bears um but yeah that's my day i think you win so far so well done in, in well i mean comments. i was i was incredibly late for the uh for the recording because i got completely confused about what time we were recording because i thought we'd do it at five o'clock your time rather than five o'clock my time <laughs> sorry all the more time for me to rummage through a forest with bears. Brilliant stuff. Um, 
So this week, there's been uh, a lot of news around a particular topic. The particular topic is Japan's disastrous uh, go-to campaign. Now, I don't know how much you guys have heard about this, but basically the Japanese government, in order to stimulate tourism after a not-so-great year, three or four months of no tourism, mm. uh, the idea was to give people vouchers, right, and get them travelling around the country and actually pay for their trips and whatnot. Um, however, the campaign has quickly gone down the pan because the coronavirus is back with a vengeance, unfortunately, in Tokyo. It's going through a kind of second wave at the moment with about 300 cases mm. on average per day, which is higher than, I think, uh, even back in March. And so right. this yeah, campaign yeah. where people were supposed to leave Tokyo and come frolic in the hot springs of North Japan and enjoy themselves and have half of their trip paid for with a 1.35 trillion yen budget, uh, which is about $13 billion, and a massive amount of money. Um, and now people have lost the appetite for it. And in fact, people in areas like Tohoku, friend, friends that I've been speaking to recently, like Natsuki or Ryotaro or my other friend Yuki, they're all terrified. They're all not particularly excited about this idea, unleashing uh, a wave of people from Tokyo who could potentially be infected, given that's where the hotspot is, upon the countryside where the cases are relatively low at the moment. So it's been this kind of turbulent week. And we got an email from a guy called James who says, Hi, Chris and Pete. I'd like to know, is there still enthusiasm in Japan for the postponed Olympic Games? There's a promotional promotional poster that's been hanging all year in my workplace and it's getting on my nerves. All the best, James from Fresno. Uh, and the answer is no, James. The enthusiasm for the Olympics has unfortunately all but gone and they're not looking forward to it next year um, they, as they, a result. Um... They did restart the clock, didn't they? Because, you know, they've got that countdown clock every year. They've restarted that last week um, in the middle of this uh, kind of Tokyo spike. You do look at like 300 cases. You do look at like 300 cases per day or something. Compared to like a lot of places, you sort of go, wow, that's still kind of low, you know. It is low. It is, yeah. Because they've not opened up to any countries. And the first people to be let through... I'm just trying to get out there around about September time. I don't think mm. I'm going to get out there um, September no. time. I'm I'm now a little bit uh, concerned about that, which is annoying because I was very much looking forward to it. And I may get I. rather angry. I'll have to sneak in under the auspices of a, a business meeting. I've got a very important business meeting with um, Natsuki about <laughs> investing in his, investing in his uh, hairdressing salons. Now, that would be a business venture that I could get behind. I'd love to see that play out. Or mm. you could pull a Carlos Ghosn and come in a cello case yes. from Lebanon. I did a that? case. Yeah, that, that's first-class travel. That is first-class travel. First class, first class. But you're right. Um, yeah, there's 300 cases in Tokyo, but there's 300 deaths alone in Florida the same day, um, just to put yeah. it in perspective. So it's true. The number of cases in Tokyo uh, is high by the standards of Japan, but good by the standards of the rest of the world, um, given that there's 36 million people in the Tokyo metropolitan area. But uh, no, people in Japan are very worried about the coronavirus still. Um, a lot of people are very worried about it. And yeah, I mean, there's a big question mark hanging over new, next year's Olympics now. Um, I think 51% of people, there was a, there was a study done by um, Kyodo News, and they said that uh, they, they found that 51% of the population did not want the Olympics to go ahead next year um, with a quarter of those thinking they should just be cancelled outright. Um, but right. Tokyo's governor, Yuriko Koike, who was re-voted in uh, just last week uh, and beat the 
crazy and bizarre candidates we discussed about two or three weeks ago. Um, mm. She is for the Olympics and she wants to host the Games as a kind of symbol to the world that we've overcome this coronavirus, this horrible situation. But uh, without the support of the people, it remains to be seen whether or not it will go ahead. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a shame. It really is. Yeah. Mm. But I, I've had a lot of people also ask me, you know, they, a lot of people seem to be coming over in October, back when it's all kicked off in March or April. A lot of people postpone their trips to October uh, around that time. But I have to say, I'm not convinced that the, they're going to open the borders just yet and let people in. Uh, no. I, I honestly don't know if they will or not. So I cannot say. If you've booked your holiday at the same time as Pete, September, October, I <laughs> hope you've got travel insurance or you're able to move your flights, um, postpone them like a good friend of mine's done. What are you going to do, Pete? Well, I guess I'm probably going to have to postpone them. I suppose. Um, mm. I mean, I'm, pre- I'm presuming that's that'll be in the uh, in the deal when it when the actual uh, when the actual flight got bu- uh, booked. I presume British Airways um, had that in their uh, writing. I mean, I'm not one for the small print, so I may have <laughs> seen off a, a decent amount of money there. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do, eh? Yeah, it's a shame. But as I've been saying to a lot of people, you know, use the time to study more Japanese, you know, sit down, study as much as you can. All the more you know, the better for your trip. And uh, obviously, hopefully you can use that time to save up a bit more money so you can turn it around a bit. Uh, That's the only positive spin I can put on a thoroughly shit situation. Yeah, get some get some Japanese in. And with that, we turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week? Mr. Donaldson in the fax machine. We've got a message from someone called Jasmine. Hey guys, I've been listening for a while now and I don't actually have a Japan related question. Um, but as you brought video games uh, to the table so much this past episode, I was wondering if either of you are playing Sucker Punch's latest release, Ghosts of Tsushima. Um, uh, I, I don't know why I labored so hard on the word Tsushima because I've heard so many people labor over it. I know how to say it, I know how to read it, but everybody I've ever heard on a podcast describe the video game goes to Tsushima. They can't seem to get it out. Um, as a lone, lone samurai who learned some ninja techniques along the way, you go up against uh, the Mongol horde uh, that's occupying your home island. Since leisure travel uh, has been halted since uh, until uh, who knows when, the game is giving you a much-needed uh, Japan experience right now. The world is vast and intricate. The visuals are absolutely stunning, and it's so satisfying how various aspects of culture, both ancient Japanese and Mongo- Mongolian, are laid in as well. Check it out. Uh, I'm overjoyed uh, that we get two episodes a week now. We're just uh, enjoying listening to uh, you both talk, apparently. Keep up the good work. Thank you for that, Jasmine. It's a little harder to record when you um, forget what time it is. Uh, I must say, Jasmine, uh, when you are having to record two uh, episodes a week, um, have you gotten involved with the old uh, Ghost of Tsushima? I mean, I've I've been dangerously tempted to buy it when I'm not rummaging mm. through a forest. I do like the idea of sitting on a sofa playing Ghost of Tsushima, uh, and I I actually did some drone shots recently for this driving in Japan video, and I got a really nice shot of the car passing through a rice field, and the rice fields are blowing in the wind, very much like Ghost of uh, Tsushima. And I, yeah, I feel like I want to buy it now. I feel like the the scenery in the game looks absolutely stunning. The graphics are off the charts. The gameplay, I haven't played it, so I don't know if it's good or not, but the graphics alone have reeled me in, which is a rare thing for a game to do. I don't normally play a video game for graphics, but something about this game, it just looks like a work of art. Um, And for that alone, it's worth doing. And of course, cutting up the Mongolian horde. (laughs) That Mongolian horde. Um, Yeah, I think... 
Yeah, I think the um, I think a lot of people are saying that it is very beautiful, as a lot of games are at the end of a life cycle. Any any console, obviously, it is the end mm. of the. Um, is it a PS4 exclusive? Either way, it's the end of that cycle, and um, I imagine the PC port, if it ever happens, is uh, would look bloody lovely. Um, but yeah, apparently, usually at the end of every um, cycle, you get like this amazingly beautiful video game. I think they did the same thing with The Last of Us One. Um, and we're getting into the last of us part it. two, I guess. Well, you, you get like a, a really um, they've mastered the technology, and it takes them ten years to master the technology uh, <laughs> well enough to make this beautiful thing. And, and like, yes, yeah, some of the um, some of the uh, what do you call it, the foliage and stuff is so beautiful. Apparently, the game's very simplistic. Well, not simplistic. It's a very kind of like um, fetch kind of like open world. It's a very standard oh, open man. world game, but it's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful rendition of it. Uh, go over oh, there. Are you going to buy this. it? You get a bomb. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm moving out. And I'm doing bits and bobs. I've got to. Um, I've got to. I, I'm not going to have time to uh, play any video games. I did. Uh, I've been playing a bit of. Um, as I think I said last week, a bit of uh, Rainbow Six Siege, which I'm enjoying immensely. So uh, it, that's a lot easier to sort of pick up and, and put down. <laughs> Breaking into a house and <laughs> sieging a house is better exactly. than riding through the fields or of Tsushima. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Jack Mates Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most exciting people in the world, from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me. But I, I know someone with Everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> to undercover police officers. Can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's where I was stabbed in the neck by a drug dealer once. Or... We just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now. When you think back to school kid banter, like, it's well funny because of how immature it is. We had this teacher called Mr. McGibbon, and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on. He just ran up to it, rugby tackled it, but landed on top of it. And one of the kids shouted, it's not your wife, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) Listen to Jack Mate's Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Jack Mate's Happy Hour is a Stakhanov production. Uh, we've got Vlad from Texas. He says, Greetings to his Imperial Majesty, Pete Donaldson, first of his name, Herald wow. of Kulish, creator of podcasts and premier lover of Japan. Oh, and hi, Chris. Unbelievable. Why do you always get the nice titles? Unbelievable. I was wondering, uh, Pete, if, you had be- if you'd become an assistant language teacher on the JET programme, how do you think your life would be different? For Chris, how do you think your experience in Japan would have changed if your initial run into Natsuki had never happened? Continue to make bigger and better projects. Vlad from Texas, bigger and better projects. Uh, what would you have done, Pete? How would your life be different if you'd got onto the JET programme and taught English in Japan? Well, listen, I mean, if we're talking about great names and introductions, Vlad from Texas is pretty fucking awesome, to be honest. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Sounds like a, sounds like a rock band. Wonderful. Because <laughs> um, uh, I, I, I spent most of my 20s just drinking pop and beer, uh, but mainly pop and eating sweets. So it would basically be just the same, but I just would have experienced a, a wider range of pop. I'd be just drinking more pop all the time. So um, I'd be just bothering the vending machines of, of uh, the greater Tokyo district, I, th- I think, and, and becoming an incredibly overweight man. <laughs> Good man. I mean, <laughs> I love the way that's that's what you came up with, you drinking soft drinks, fizzy soft drinks. Well, that's all Japan. I do, though, when, I, when I'm in Japan is just go from – Fizzy pop, uh, like those weird kind of um, coffee and cola mixes you get sometimes, to the hot clam chowder, to the uh, to just, just every kind of fizzy pop possible. It's uh, it's incredible. I, I think the last time I drank the, the the hot clam chowder was in Sapporo with you, um, yeah. and you were not impressed with my uh, my choice of. Uh, of, of of hot canned drink. No, um, I actually speaking of speaking of that, I was uh, I got all my um. I got all the footage from my uh, from my Super 8 camera. Um, it's not very good. I, it, I, it's not very good. You get a little bit of you guys, the team, the the Marvel, Chris Broad cinematic universe, but you don't get a lot. Um, but I'll I'll pile it all together and chuck it over. Maybe you can do something with it. <laughs> For those that that missed Pete's Super 8 spectacle, if you watched the Sapporo video, Pete had a a 1980s camcorder, which was pretty stylish mm. and quite cool, but it had like three minutes of record time because it was a Super 8 old camera. I think it was using a tape. I don't remember how it was being stored. It was, uh, some it was, sort yeah, of it was usual, tape. yeah. Yeah, it was usual kind of, um, well, it's just like an old camera. Like you expose the film to, to light and then that's how it works. But it's taken such a long time for it to be processed. It's all four months. Um, 
Oh, it took such a long time. I, I I was bugging the company so much. They said that they were unaffected by coronavirus. They were affected by coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> you had to send it to Germany. They sort mm. it out for you, and then they sent it back again. But uh, I can't yeah. wait to look through it, honestly. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and as for me, if I'd never met Natsuki, I don't know what my future would have held. Maybe I would have lived in the town that I lived in, uh, Sakata, in Yamagata. Maybe I would have cut my time there short um, because a big part of why I stayed there for three years was after my second year, after meeting Natsuki, I kind of felt like part of the community. Natsuki introduced me to people. He reeled me into the area. And I just felt less like a tourist and more like someone who just lived there. And that was a big factor. So I don't know. Honestly, I don't. Somebody recently asked me, do I think the Abroad Japan channel would be as successful without Natsuki, which is an interesting question. And the conclusion I came to was, I think the channel would still be pretty big just by virtue of the fact that most people are just interested in Japan. It's not me, Natsuki or Ryotaro. It's just the topic of Japan. And But if you look at the most successful 12 videos on the channel, Natsuki's only in two of them. The other 10, he's not in them. So I think the channel would still be big, but it wouldn't be half as good. And I can't deny that. Without Natsuki, I think a part of the channel's soul would be missing, wouldn't it, Pete? It'd be a little I bit cannot believe, sad. I cannot believe you ran the stats on your friends. You're disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait till don't, you hear what I've got on Don't check my here. stats. <laughs> uh, we've got one from Jesper. I'll hand that over to you. Uh, Jesper, uh, or Jesper, maybe, from Denmark. Uh, hello, Chris and Pete, you massive legends. Big fan of the work you guys do, both when it comes to YouTube and the podcast, and some of Pete's other podcasts. Thanks, Jesper. Um, uh, Jesper, uh, my questions are, first off, how rare... A sports bars in Japan. I've been researching Japan quite a bit and it doesn't really come off as a sports-interested country like the UK with football. So I was wondering if places where you could potentially go out and watch some football or something sports-related were actually a thing in Japan. Since I love myself some sport, I figured I could uh, that, that could be potentially a way to speak with some of the locals and potentially learn some of the culture or the language as well. Second question is, of all of the places you've cycled in Japan, which were the most bicycle-friendly? I love riding my bike. I'd love to enjoy the beautiful Japan from the saddle of my bicycle when I eventually visit once all of this corona is over, or at least in a well enough state for unproblematic travelling. Sorry if this mail was a bit long, or if you've had some of these questions before. Keep up the good work. I don't think we've had a sports a sports bar uh, question before. Um, it is kind of hard to find places to watch certainly mm. soccer, just simply because of the time difference. If you um, if you're watching like a night match during the week, I mean, what's that? Three o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, and if you're watching an afternoon match, that's cracking on for uh, for eleven o'clock or, or twelve o'clock. So that that is something you have to think about. Um, so that's probably why mm. uh, American and English sports aren't quite as uh, popular. But um, the, I mean, hubs always a good one. If a hubs open, you'll be able to see yeah. some football, no doubt. If the football's on, it'll be on in a hub. That's right. Hub is. A glorified sports bar, as well as a British bar. Like that, that is the place you go to watch rugby, football, baseball, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, it is, it is rarer to come by. But in Tokyo, there are quite a few, and uh, you're never that far away from one in Tokyo, I'd say. And as for the second question, um, out of all the places you cycle in Japan, which is the most bicycle friendly? I mean, the entire route that I did journey across Japan was cycle friendly because I, if you look at the route along the west coast and then around Lake Biwa into Kyoto around the Inland Sea and all the way to Kagoshima, that route is basically all flat. I managed to do it without going over any big mountains. 
Um, <laughs> so it was, there was for sure there was hills. I don't think you actually dealt with any hills when we cycled, Pete. Although you only cycled one um, day, you were a lucky. Boy. I know. I only cycled one day, and, I, and it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Actually, it got a bit rainy as we headed into Kyoto. But yeah, I, I remember there was maybe one small gradient, one steep incline uh, <gasps> that got the legs, the legs pumping like pistons, and then and then I have a little rest. But um, I'm I'm incredibly uh, a unhealthy, b unfit, c. Um, I, I I never do leg day, so my, my legs are like little stringy little noodles. So um, I find uh, cycling incredibly difficult. So uh, anybody try I, whenever I see like people really attacking mountains in their lycra, I sort of go, why are you even doing that? Because in Japan they've got that ridiculous um, uh, bridge that looks like it sort of disappears. Have you seen it? It's like it goes up. I have, and then it just, yeah, yeah, it just goes nowhere. It's really weird. It's in every Japanese vlogger's um, video because they love a bit of that. But it's it just it just looks like it just disappears into nothing. It's in um, Shimane Prefecture, an area that I've never right. gone anywhere near. But uh, yeah, it's like a really weird gradient, and it looks looks almost vertical at one point, doesn't it? I think it's that mm. one you're talking about. I don't, I don't know why they um, – it looks like when you look at like Japanese engineering, like everyone goes, oh, you know, it's really just really well thought out and really well put together. But, um, yeah, that just looks like they've gone mad. Like someone's, someone's added a, a, a multiple to, to a number that, that didn't need to be added and they were in, they're in big trouble. <laughs> they've really ruined everything. Just type in like Japan's craziest bridge and it always comes up. It's a sight to behold. Um we got one here from Hamza. It says, hi, Chris and Pete. My name's Hamza. I'm from Turkey. Hope you guys are doing okay during the pandemic. I'm living in Tokyo right now, and I'm commuting to my school every weekday. I spend two hours on the train, mm. and I listen to your podcast while I'm commuting. Um, you guys don't have the chance to make podcasts every day, right? Uh, <laughs> no, Hamza. God, no. How do <laughs> Two a week's already hard enough. How did you spend yeah. your time when you were on the train in Japan? How do I make my time on the trains more useful? Thank you for answering. Regards, Hamza. That is an interesting question. What do you do on the train, Pete, to keep yourself busy? I'm guessing it's <laughs> sleep and drink, judging on the last time I, I saw you on the train. Stare at people licking my <laughs> lips. No, um, I, uh, well, I mean, I, I invariably, to be honest, I invariably listen to podcasts because I am a co-owner of a podcast company and that, so I've got to listen to the podcasts that we put out. Um, I don't always have time to listen to everything we put out. Um, I do a lot of football, soccer podcast stuff, so I've got to listen to other soccer podcasts to see how our how our um, stuff stacks up. Um, I don't play a lot of video games. I should really take my Switch out a bit more uh, and get involved. I just can't. I've just never really had that lengthier commute. I am going to be moving out into, into the sticks a little bit, away from Soho um, relatively soon. So um, I'll have a little bit of time to commute in. So maybe I'll start, maybe I'll drag my um, PlayStation 4 car battery Little LCD screen and play Ghost of Tsushima uh, and uh, on on a desk uh, on one of the fan trains we have in this nation. But no, I've got no um, I've got no real sort of technique. I like a nice read. I like a read every now and again. Grab your Kindle. Lovely old job. But yeah, podcast I mean, for me. Li- yeah, listen to the very things you create. I I must admit I don't listen to the Abroad in Japan podcast that much, given I don't have much time. I do listen like. Once or twice a month, just to see that nothing's gone oh, really? spectacularly wrong, and also it's just How like re- self improvement, isn't it? Self improvement. Yeah, get that. I'm, I'm not into that, to be honest. What what podcast do you listen to that aren't ours? Oh, oh, you've put me on the spot. Uh, oh, How I you've made put this. me on the spot there. How, How I, I made, made this. this. What's that, that about? 
No, what's it's it about? A, it's a PBS, which is a public broadcast network or something in um, the US. And they basically just talk to entrepreneurs about how mm. they set up their business. Like I listen to Airbnb. I listen to uh, Squarespace. I listen to, I think, uh, Dyson. No, I don't think it was Dyson. But I've listened to all these people, how they set up their companies, basically. And it's absolutely fascinating i listened to shake shack last week as well um, right. this is interesting i've always been fascinated by entrepreneurship yeah check that out if you want another podcast that isn't abroad in japan how i made this completely unrelated to this and we should be getting a fee for shouting them out because this is too generous well, I'll, I'll, I'll 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 drop them an invoice <laughs> brilliant uh, keep the stories questions comments coming in to abroad in japan podcast at gmail.com we'll be back next time to do it all over again uh, I used to say next week, but now it's every three or four days. So we'll see you then, guys, mm. no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world. Have yourself a great few days, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Wednesday. For Wednesday. We'll, for be, Wednesday. On, we'll be back. We'll be back for Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> see you for Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday. For friends. A Stakhanov production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.